You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Good evening everyone and welcome to our service tonight. If you're joining us for the very first time, you are welcome. We are Northern Lights MCC, part of an international community of churches that celebrate the inclusive love of God for all people. So wherever you are on your faith journey, you are welcome. This weekend is Pride Weekend, and I hope you have had a fantastic Pride Day yesterday. Thank you to all those who helped with the uh, Pride Vigil service last night. We celebrate with LGBT plus communities across the world. But this year we especially share it with Black Lives Matter. I saw this image and I thought it was beautiful. It spoke of love and solidarity, that we walk with all those who are persecuted or marginalized. The Christian calling is a call to recognize the dignity and the beauty of every human being made in the image of God. Tonight's readings ask us to reflect on our faith in God and what our response is to that call of faith. Will he, Morgan, give us a reading from one of the Psalms, a hymn of praise, and then Kelly will share with us one of the more dramatic miracles in scripture. It's dramatic because it's a woman ostracized from her society, from her community because of sickness. And it's her faith alone in Jesus that brings her healing. It's a miracle that will speak personally to anyone who has felt ostracized from a community, from a church and Mikey will expand on it a little bit later in the service. Let's, as we begin our service, open our hearts to the presence of God. Love and Creator, touch our hearts and move us with the same compassion your Son showed to the poor, the sick, to the outcast and to the lost. May we see the face of your Son in those who most need our understanding and support. Renew us in the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may fiercely defend those who have no voice. Like a flowing river, let your Spirit flow through our church, so that our worship may praise you and celebrate the ministry of love you have called us to. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading from the Old Testament is Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. 
you hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Thanks be to God for this reading from his word. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and she'd spent everything that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. She thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped. She felt in her body that she was freed from all of her suffering. At once, Jesus realised the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at the Lord's feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering.
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Happy Pride, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. For technical reasons, I'm recording this message three weeks in advance. So yesterday, from where I'm standing, uh, the government announced a lockdown in Leicester. And this weekend is the first day that cafes and uh, pubs will be allowed to open in England since the lockdown began. I have no idea what will have happened by the time you listen to this. Opening pubs may well have gone down really well, or it may have been a complete disaster. The people of Leicester may now be free to go around their daily business, but some other unsuspecting town may be required to close its doors. I wonder if we imagine, say, a year ago, an alien landed in Newcastle and she asked what life was like in England. We may have talked about the culture. We may have talked about different identities that exist within the UK. We might have talked about working patterns. We may have talked about what food we eat and what sort of things we drink. We may have talked about how schools operate. We may have talked about hospitals and the health service. We would not have thought a year ago to say things like, we don't need to wear a mask on public transport. It wouldn't have crossed our minds to explain this to an alien that we actually get on the bus without our faces covered. It wouldn't have seemed an important piece of information at the time. Similarly, we would have not thought to talk about the fact that we aren't to touch each other when we meet. We need to keep within two metres of each other. We may have talked about football matches, cinema, theatres. We would not have anticipated them being closed. The people who wrote the Bible were not thinking about explaining their world to people in the 21st century. This is because they did not write different versions, one for people in the 10th century, one for people in the 12th century, and so on. They didn't live that long, surprisingly enough. Sometimes we see that some aspects of the texts that we hear need to be unpacked for us, as we don't actually see the meaning as clearly as we could. I want to think about the miracles of Jesus. You may see them, we may see them as individual stories, stories that show the love of God and the godliness of Jesus. To consider only this aspect potentially misses the point. We heard one of the miracles of Jesus in our gospel reading. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from suffering. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and felt his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free of your suffering. Clearly, the woman had some sort of menstrual disorder that had proved incurable and by medical means at the time. What perhaps we don't see is that the condition would have made the woman virtually outcast, as she would defile anyone with whom she came into contact, anyone she even touched. 
every woman would have known that they were ritually unclean for one week per month. But this woman had been unclean and outcast for 12 years. Perhaps that's why she sneaks up on Jesus. Her expectation is that her touch would have been disgusting to Jesus. But instead of blame or anger, she gets praise for her faith. What we don't necessarily see or hear in this miracle is not only does this woman receive healing, Jesus is announcing to the world a new and inclusive attitude towards women. It is not only unconventional at the time, it would have been seen as shocking. Yet, Jesus does what is right, shocks those around him, and includes her. And this is simply an example from one miracle. Another. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool called Bethsaida, and which is surrounded by five colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralysed. One man who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. I have no one to help me get me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone goes down ahead of me. And Jesus goes to him and says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. On one level here, we see Jesus giving physical healing to the man. If we dig deeper and look closer, here is a moment where Jesus goes to the man and asks him if he wants to be healed. Most healings in the Bible are the other way around. Here the man, after 38 years, lies in a state when he can't even get himself into the position of asking for healing. Homeless, disabled, likely depressed, Jesus does not indicate that he should get himself up when he hasn't even got the mental strength to get out of the situation himself. Jesus spots this and goes to ask him. He does not blame the man for his situation. He goes out of his way to sort it out. In another of his miracles, Jesus goes out of his way to show that God's love is for people outside of Israel. He went to the region of Tyre and healed the Syrophoenician woman's, the Syrophoenician's daughter. Jesus includes those from different faiths and different cultures, even at that time. In another of his miracles, he sent a legion of demons into a herd of pigs. Underlying message here is that inclusion too belongs to people with mental health problems. In the healing of the centurion's servant, Jesus teaches us to see that humanity can exist in the oppressor. There is also a potential, in this case, for the, that the centurion and the servant are in a relationship. Gay, oppressor, foreigner, healed by Jesus. It is as if each of the miracles of Jesus is there to undermine people's usual perspectives of the society at the time. Jesus crosses boundaries. He touches the unclean. He heals lepers. He supports those with mental health problems. He includes women. He, he heals foreigners. He helps those that are blind and deaf. He goes directly to help those who are depressed rather than wait for them to comfort to him. You may have seen a quote circling social media from time to time. It would be good to make a poster in church. I paraphrase. Jesus was a radical 
non-violent revolutionary who hung around with lepers, hookers and crooks. He was not American, he did not speak English. He was anti-wealth and anti-death penalty. He was never anti-gay, never mentioned birth control, never called the poor lazy, never justified torture. And he was a long-haired, brown-skinned, homeless, community-organizing Middle Eastern Jew. Jesus' life was about inclusion. He pushed at the limits of the social norms of the time. He did not go around saying, all sheep are equal. Which of you, if you had 100 sheep and lost one of them, wouldn't leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one who was lost until they found him? The example of Jesus is one of radical inclusion. This is the Jesus that we follow. This year sees pride celebrations around the world moving online. This year sees a global movement called Black Lives Matter. Matter, how ashamed we should be of such a low bar. This year sees trans sisters, brothers and siblings having their rights eroded. This year sees the haves coping more with lockdown than the have-nots. This year sees people unemployed or having their roles classed as unimportant as they're furloughed. If we are followers of Christ, we have some work to be doing. As we ask the Spirit to help us in this fight, as pink sheep of the family, we are called to play our role in helping to find those single sheep. This year we may march in our homes, but we need to be marching. We celebrate being alive and being proud, but as each year goes on, at the moment it seems to mark out the need to march and to fight rather than to sing and to dance. Let us, therefore, be followers of Jesus, a radical, non-violent revolutionary who hung around with lepers, hookers and crooks. Amen. On this Pride Sunday, we think of the many who have suffered from HIV or AIDS. We light a candle in memory of those whom AIDS has killed. In thanksgiving for the medication now available in wealthy countries such as ours. And in the hope that such medication might become universally available. And we pray that the children of people who have died of AIDS may be well cared for and grow up to live life in all its fullness. Compassionate God, hear our prayer. We remember before you all those who suffer the effects of prejudice and victimization because of their sexuality, in this country, but more so in other places. We think of LGBT plus people in many African countries, in Iran and other Middle Eastern countries, in Russia and elsewhere, and we pray particularly for friends who have come to the United Kingdom, to this church, in their search for safety away from the pain of being persecuted in their own lands. Compassionate God, hear our prayer. We give thanks for the many activists 
who have struggled for justice for LGBT plus people. Thinking of those spurred to the resistance of repressive laws by the Stonewall Raid. And we pray for the Stonewall campaigning organisation in this country. We pray for the Terence Higgins Trust, named after one of the first Britons to die of AIDS, and which supports people who are HIV, HIV positive. Other, other supportive organisations, and for the Christian group One Body, One Faith. And we pray for this church and other MCC churches in their ministry to LGBT plus people. Compassionate God, hear our prayer. It was you, God, who created my inmost self and put me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for the wonder of myself, for the wonder of your works. We can still carry feelings of guilt, of rejection, of loneliness, of missing the mark, and we know that we sometimes get our relationships wrong. Help us to value ourselves, knowing that your love for each of us is unconditional, and so to value other people that there may be peace, peace in our hearts, peace amongst those closest to us, peace in our nation, peace in our world. Compassionate God, hear our prayer. And we pray for those who are ill in mind or body, or who are damaged in any way, and for the many people around the world who suffer the effects of natural or humanly generated disasters. We remember before you those whose names have been put into our intercessions book, and those who mourn. We pray for the many who care for the troubled in the NHS, local authorities, care homes, community organisations and otherwise. And we pray for our own Pastor Ronnie and for all who offer pastoral care on behalf of this and other churches. Compassionate God, hear our prayer. Thinking of this life and the next, we pray the prayer which Jesus taught his followers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And together we say the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.